It was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe Buying Riptide Eating shit pies Alright, g'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 49 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well, today's guest is a boo queen to the core she enjoys a variety of different ocean scenarios mainly taking a liking to the cyclonic situations in which she often finds herself from documenting undiscovered offshore bombings in wa to staring into exploding pacific cones at the end of the road to swimming out to casually film at one of australia's premier slabs the bluff this south australian maniac has been really putting on a smorgasbord of good times of late. Not to mention just getting back from a trip from the donkey over in Africa today. Our guest enjoys spending as much time underneath the surface as she does on top of it. If you go check out her Instagram, you definitely know what I'm talking about with that reference. Without any further ado, I would like to welcome Lucy Nabarum. I hope I said that correct, Nadenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty fuck. close. Nardabom. <laughs> Nardabom. Lucy Nardabom, aka Cyclone <laughs> yeah. Lucy, to the podcast. Welcome, Lucy. Cheers. Thanks for having me. No dramas, man. Sorry about the last name debacle. I am a shocker with it, eh? I should have asked you before. That's right. Going. Nobody gets it. <laughs> What's the background of it? I actually have no idea. I think it's German, maybe. But, like, okay. your guess on pronouncing it is as good as mine. I'd have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some tricky ones out there, eh? I'd hate to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd honestly hate to just be uh, one of those um, telemarketers constantly calling around, you know what I mean? Oh, Trying sure. to pronounce people's names or, like, from a credit card yeah. company. Yeah, you get some sticky tongue twisters in there. Hell, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oi, um, thank you for joining us because I know you've obviously been through a pretty wild, what, were you there for seven days? I think we were there for 12 days and then oh. like travel days either side. Yeah, we were there for a fair while. My goodness. Yeah, I didn't realise it stretched it out. I'd seen some of your posts and I'd seen a couple of things yeah. come through um, from a whole lot of crew over there and then I didn't realise it was a 12-day stint with Travel Aid. So I, obviously everyone listening at home, I'm talking about um, Skeleton Bay over in over in the west coast of Africa. Like what a mind-blowing session you had over there. Or like holiday. Gee, just pumped for yeah. days on end. You just run us through it loose. Yeah, it was pretty epic. It's, it's actually kind of funny because – like forever, Shane's talked about going back to Namibia because he's already been, I think he went in 2019, and like has just talked to me about it forever, like you'd love to surf it, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it go if I ever get there. And I just started my swing back at work, so I was like three days in, and he was like, oh, I'm going to Namibia next week. And I was like, fuck, I want to go. So I called my <laughs> boss and like sorted it out, and like next minute I'm also going, so Kind how did of you like sort it out, work. if you don't mind me asking? Like, how, how did you just break that to your boss after being three days in? Well, yeah. my job, like, I'm a casual, but they're, they're so good to me. Like, they kind of help me out and I kind of help them out. So if they ever need someone last minute, I'm kind of always available. So we've got a really good relationship like that. Um, I'm a helicopter pilot. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. 
I do firefighting um, like out of the chopper. So um, the company I work for is South Australian based, but um, we do like alternate seasons in Darwin and then in South Australia. So at the moment I'm based up in Darwin. That's heck. And so you're just flying in and out of these sessions and then just getting back to either Sydney and then boosting back up to work in Darwin for this sort of. Yeah, pretty um, much. In my time off, I kind of just, yeah, in my time off, I kind of just go wherever the weather's good. Sometimes I go back to South Oz, but most of the time I pretty much come back down to um, Wollongong and surf and dive and yeah, do whatever I can sort of thing. So yeah, it works pretty well. It's a pretty cool lifestyle. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, like, you know, just with the casual nature of it and then also it, that's a pretty adrenaline-filled role in society, you know what I mean? Like driving yeah. and a helicopter. Like, have you had any close encounters? Yeah. Have you had any moments up there? No, touch wood I haven't. I'm pretty, yeah, no, it's been pretty sweet. I've been, I've been doing it since I was 18, so it's kind of like all I've ever done. Um so um, it's like a lot of people say, wow, it like, must be full of adrenaline when you're flying around. It's like I'm kind of uh, like used to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, I tell you yeah. what, though, doing firefighting is so fun. Like you're constantly engaged with what you're doing and it's a lot of fun. But I also have a lot of standby time, like a lot of time sitting around doing nothing, which is yeah. kind of why I've got into filming waves so much because I feel like I can film in my time off and then, when I'm back at work, I can edit and just like relive the moment. So it's kind of, yeah, sure. yeah a really cool thing that I've kind of started getting into. That's it. So, Continue that lifestyle. Yeah. That's a really good way to be able to surf and just pursue your passions. That's such a cool way of doing it. For sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. coming back full circle back to Skeleton Bay, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Um, yes. Yeah. So back there. You've, landed there obviously uh, a large amount of travel like what kind of hours are we talking about coming from Australia yeah well so I actually had to fly from Darwin to Sydney first to even get my passport so I flew from Darwin to Sydney overnight rocked up at like 6 a.m and then got on a flight to Johannesburg it was yeah me Shane Russell um Sean Mawson and Harry Bryant all jumped on plane Went across, yeah, went across to Johannesburg and then we spent the night in Johannesburg and then the next day flew to Vindhoek, which is Namibia, and yeah. our bags didn't turn up, so yeah. which we were kind of expecting. I don't think anybody's surfboards turned up on their flight. Like everybody yeah. had to wait. Like pretty much everyone had to swell. Like, was wait, it's boards. so funny you say that. I saw a story from um, a pro server who was over there. I can't remember the name. Just obviously another – so many good ones out there. And, um, yeah, he was saying the exact same thing, waiting for his board yeah. to turn up. I think it was like three days in. Yeah. No, we were actually lucky compared to a lot. So ours turned up the next day, but it was still a bit of a stuff around. And that's why we went a little bit. So we went a little bit earlier than the swell because we were kind of, yeah, making sure that we kind of got our boards on time. So we turned up at least three days before the swell was supposed to hit. So it kind of worked out well. And yeah, and, and we didn't up? fly. We didn't fly direct to where the wave is. We flew into Vindhoek and then had to drive. Um, okay. So a lot of people like flew direct into um, yeah where the wave is, and it was a little yeah. bit worse because it was a small airport. Whereas I think because we were a bigger airport, we kind of got a bit luckier. Maybe I don't know. But um, and also yeah, so too, then, it's yeah. kind of nice having a little bit of a drive and a car and the option yeah. just to cruise it was around. And you see really more interesting. Yeah. It was like it was a lot of desert, like 
it was a boring drive, but at the same time, you're in a different country and you're seeing different people and different culture. It's like, yeah, the whole thing's pretty cool, really. We didn't see a lot of wildlife, but I don't think Namibia is known for like a lot of crazy wildlife. But um, yeah, it's pretty yeah. desolate. Eh? Like, it's pretty wild. Do you see many hyenas? Yeah. No, but there's jackals like jackals, down at the beach. Sorry, like, sorry. That's where I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's jackals down there, heaps of flamingos, flamingos everywhere. Really? Um, yeah, everywhere down, um, yeah, skeleton, it's like, yeah, pretty much everywhere, <laughs> flamingos. What? And seals. <laughs> well, like a harsh comparison there, eh? You've got just yeah. like flamingos and jackals and then you've probably got great whites patrolling out the back, I'm I, sure, well fed. I actually, we, we actually spoke to a couple of local fishermen and they don't reckon there's that many great whites there's not as many people in the water to see them but yeah they kind of seem to think there was only really bronzies and yeah they don't really see great whites there too often which is crazy to think because the place is littered with seals yeah i I know and you think it'd just be a regular path from yeah they're coming back but yeah that's crazy that's so cool and so you get there you guys drive in and um what's the game plan from there three days out um, well, yeah, so we had to stay an extra day in Vinhock just to wait for the bags and then finally drove out. And then I think, um, God, I can't even remember. Hey, I feel like, yeah, we had like a bit of a down day and did some washing and stuff. And then the next day it was on, but the, the first day was like in the morning, the bank kind of wasn't perfect yet. So there was, it was yeah. kind of like, it was a really good stand up wave, but it wasn't that, you know, barreling that you sort of think of skeleton on that first day. It kind of got good towards the end of the day. But, um, yeah, I didn't surf that day. I was still trying to work it all out. And, like, I'm very, very new to bodyboarding. I'm still learning to properly grab rail and drive and, and do all that. So, yeah, like, I mean, and skeleton's quite a, a fast wave. So the whole thing was kind of overwhelming for me because like I've got no problems going out and paddling big waves but I don't know what I'm doing so I just wipe out all the time and it's kind of pointless to an extent but I mean that's how you learn and that's how you you know get better I guess but um yeah, yeah so day sure. one I didn't surf I, I I just kind of felt it out and there was a lot of people there though it was I don't even know how many surfers but I'm sure you'd like all of the big names, like all the who's who's were there. <laughs> so that was kind of like, oh, yeah. Goa Smith, yeah. Yeah. Kelly Slater was there. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Nuts. The goat. Yeah. <laughs> the goat. I know. On call. Wow, yeah. that is big moments. He doesn't fly in for nothing. Nah. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty much everyone. And I kind of – I brought my water housing with thoughts of, like, swimming it and shooting, but it was – it's it's a tricky wave to shoot in terms of like I feel like you need a bit of a longer lens to even like get a good shot of someone in the barrel unless you're right underneath them like right in the impact zone because it's such a it's such a trippy wave to sit out in the lineup you see someone getting barreled 200 meters away from you and then like five seconds later they're like right at you it's so weird but, yeah, quickly it all kind of encroaches on you. Yeah, but you can up. like see them. You can see them from miles away, like coming towards you. It's I don't know. It's such a it's such a trippy wave. But yeah, anyway. So the, the first day I didn't surf. I just kind of filmed, and then the next couple of days it was supposed to be a bit bigger, and the boys were all really excited for it. But the winds were just shocking. It was like 
just unsure enough that it was just crumbly. Like it was still kind of barreling, but it was almost dangerous for the fact that it was just chandelier. Yeah, and so, you or something and um, just send you right to a like yeah. one foot shallow. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of the boys, like not many people surfed. I think Shane paddled out when it got super big in good Shane fashion, but like As didn't would, get anything. Yeah, but it just wasn't doing it really. And then, um, yeah, after that, the sandbank kind of worked itself out a little bit. And the last couple of days of the swell were like the best. They were really, really good. It was, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> I got only- absolutely flogged though. Absolutely flogged. <laughs> really? Well, so the paddle out, from what I understand, Shane reckons back in 2019, the paddle out was a lot easier. Like the wave kind of broke right on the shore. Whereas this year there was like a sandbar, like hundred meters or not a hundred meters, maybe 50 meters out where the wave actually broke. So kind of had a bit of a paddle till you got to that sandbar and then you had to get out past the waves. And it was... Like, you couldn't time it, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if it was breaking on the shore, you could kind of time the sets and maybe, like, not cop it on the head, whereas, yeah, you just you couldn't time it. So I remember this, like, the first time I paddled out, it was probably the same size as the first day. And so it was, like, big, but I was, I'd been sitting there watching it for this long that I was like, all right, I've just got to go out. Yeah. And Shane, like, kind of paddled out with me, but, like, he's obviously got a lot more paddle power than I do. And he kind of got over the set. And I seen the set coming and I was like, oh, I'll just hold off and I'll let it break in front of me and I'll duck dive it and then time that, you know, where it's breaking and get out the back of it. And somehow the rib just, like, sucked me out, put me right in the impact zone. And there's this South African dude. His name's Josh. I think he might live over here now. Not Josh really Clint. sure, but, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's so funny you actually mentioned that name because I've been chatting with him lately to get his experiences on his time over there. Right. Yeah, it's uh, right. so small world, we've it? paddled out. Yeah, it is a small world. We've paddled out at the same time and he was like 10 metres in front of me and this like six-footer approaches, like properly barrelling heavy six-footer and he just turns and goes and I just remember looking up at him going, holy shit, he's so far up. And like, yeah, it just detonated on my head and I copped it. I broke my bodyboard. The front of my body bodyboard snapped. No way. You snapped the <laughs> yeah. boot. That's a rarity. Yeah, snapped the boot. Force on that thing. Yeah, it was heavy. So I copped like two of those on my first paddle out and I was like, fucking hell, what am I in for? So but, when um, you snapped that boot, did the stringer come through the front of it and the, the front the front half back like break I th- off? I think I think that's what happened. Yeah, the, I think the leash must have wrapped around the front of it and just like yeah, cut through like the the top right corner of the board. And I didn't really realize because I had a bit on and like I didn't realize until I caught like my second wave or something. Then I was like, this board's weird. And I was like, oh my god, I've snapped it. It definitely happened on that paddle out because that was pretty gnarly. <laughs> But, yeah, 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 definitely. Landing right on top of you, like your board, your board. Would, did you just bail as it was landing on top of you, like as in I'm, outside? I'm pretty sure I bailed. Yeah, I tried to swim under it, but like, yeah, there was no getting away yeah, from it. Yeah. Kind of How is that it. zone there? There's like a five meter zone where you don't, you can't really do anything other nah. than just hope just for the best. It. it doesn't matter if you kind of just like dive deep and let your board go, or you try and duck dive, or whatever you're trying yeah. to do, you're going to get a flogging. Yeah. 
It was funny, actually. Like, I felt like I was the only one copying floggings. Like I felt like I was just out of my depth. And then I got in and talking to all the pro surfers, they were like, wow, we were getting flogged today paddling out. And I was like, oh, God, thank God it wasn't only me. <laughs> it was just yeah, nice I'd- to hear. <laughs> I don't think you should be selling yourself short. I think with your background, Lucy, and, you know, being so obsessed with the water for so long over in the York Peninsula, um, Peninsula, sorry, in South Australia, like you've got a deep, rich heritage that runs to the ocean. So, yeah, you're well for within sure. your, um, your own rights there. I, I'm amazed looking back over Instagram, bro, and looking just so many sick um, diving clips. Like, so Cheers, many, yeah. Yeah, it's sick. Like the fishes you yeah. guys get, you and Jane, are just off the – fucking charts it really impresses me because you know i love the ocean and i don't mind swimming in the ocean but diving's never really been a thing for me and i just don't like eating fish as much as um say my wife does or obviously you and shane yeah. and people around the world it's you know just not as like i'm not as obsessed with it but uh, I, I still marvel at it because it's such a wild concept it's the hunter gatherer thing all mixed in with yeah. like a leisure activity with fitness and understanding of the sure. um, your surroundings and really good divers always translate straight to really good bodyboarders or surfers or just water yeah, people in true. general, you know, because I mean? they're always in it and they just read it. Like, what about yeah. um, Lockie? Like, what's his name? Um, Shane's mate, Lockie. Shrubby. Uh, yeah, fuck, he's yeah. a lunatic. He's, I remember surfing chippies with him the first time I'd ever surfed that joint, and he, I think it was his first time also. And, um, yeah he was just so confident in what he was doing because he knew yeah. he could hold his breath, he could get himself out yep. of like a cave or, you know, if he was pushed deep Definitely. or whatever, where I was way more apprehensive and just around my surroundings Definitely. going, fuck, this is gnarly. So, yeah. It, it's it really does cool, give um, you a bit uh, of confidence. Having that diving background, knowing that you can hold your breath and handle yourself in the water. It definitely gives you a little bit of confidence for sure. And, like, so Shane and I do a little bit of, um, like, diving for Mulloway and diving for Mulloway is pretty much you're diving in swelly conditions. You've got to, like, pretty much come up, get a couple of breaths of air and go back down so you can actually see. And it's, like, it's pretty much just simulating a wipeout. Like, you're fully gassed. You're not breathing. You're just holding your breath, like, trying to stay calm. So, like, having that behind me kind of I guess helps me have confidence when I'm out in the water in terms of yeah knowing I can handle myself in the conditions for sure oh, most certainly yeah I just even thinking about what we just said yeah. then freaks me out you know like I, I do a bit of breath training yeah. I, and I enjoy like you know trying to hold my breath for longer periods of time just only on land though and I will do it occasionally in a pool but I'm not diving down to search for like yeah. you know wild yeah. beasts in the ocean whilst trying to like run on minimal yeah. and like yeah and and that's again simulating almost a wipeout yeah definitely yeah yeah, so yeah. Um, your floggers at Skeleton Bay, you were probably just copping them like a champ and everyone else around you was just going, fuck, those sickies last week, those fucking beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of peeking. It's so funny. I've got I've got this weird phobia of, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are scared of it, but of just copping waves on the head. Like I have no troubles turning and paddling for a big wave and wiping out. That doesn't fear me. It's paddling out and copping them on the head i don't know why i just fucking hate it <laughs> everyone is does it, but yeah is it because it's so violent and it shakes you around I, and just has to go i honestly don't know i have no idea i've just like the, the 
if I can paddle out there, I'll be sweet. I'll catch waves. But there's a good chance I'll just say I'm not going to paddle out there because I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. And that does sound intimidating when you remember that you've just paddled over a little channel that, yeah, maybe like 30, 40, 50 metres wide. You hit this sandbank. All that energy that's breaking out the back is washing off that shallow sandbank and into that channel. So it's just trying to wash you back automatically anyway and then sucks you forward yeah. and washes you back. Like it's it's an absolute nightmare. Like yeah. it's it's a super yeah. hard situation. So, um, you yeah. know, back to, back to the wave itself, Luce, did you have a moment where you were kind of realising that this is – utopian bliss for Koenigs like did you realize that it was it was the mecca yeah so like that day when I paddled out um I caught a couple of waves where like pulled into the barrel and just wiped out but like the best visions I've ever had in terms of like I remember like coming back out to the lineup and seeing Shay and I was like it's just like your GoPro clips (laughs) like it's so sick it's just (laughs) glassy like perfection and like it's almost like time stops still like yeah it's it was so sick but I didn't like make any of that first day and I I wonder whether that's because I wasn't sitting high up enough on the wave or it was the wave itself or I wasn't driving enough but yeah the first day I kind of didn't make any but just got some amazing visions oh on the first day I kind of injured myself too so I was I thought I was up the point a little bit more because the point's obviously like the wave breaks along a massive stretch of sand and once you start getting towards the bottom of where it breaks it kind of like closes out onto a pretty gnarly shore break like it just jacks up and it's into and it's hard to get out of there like it's hard to actually catch a wave in once you get there so you kind of want to get in before you get there anyway so I thought I was up the point a bit and I was sweet and everything Shane's told me about surfing this wave is if you're watching the wave and it's barreling really well like up the point from you, then it's going to be a good wave. Whereas if it's breaking shit, it's probably not going to be a good wave. Anyway, so I see this one coming and it's barreling really well and I was like, hell yeah, I'm on. Paddled onto it and it like jacked up onto the shore and I didn't realise I was at the shore break. I like pulled in and it was freaking this amazing like massive wide open close out pit that I was just like inside of got absolutely smashed rolled over and like pretty much just got pinned to the bottom on my ass and like got massive whiplash and I just remember my whole back crunching and I was just like oh no that's not yeah I hit really hard come up and like Harry Bryan and Shane were both there just like what the fuck Lucy and I was like oh no I thought I was sweet Anyway, got in and, like, my whole back was just, like, pinched nerves and I was, like, so out of whack. So the next the next day, I'm pretty sure it was onshore, so I just had, like, a rest day anyway. But, um, yeah, my back was kind of tweaked for the rest of the trip. It's still a bit tweaked. I need to go to the chiropractor. It's a lot better, but, um, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. But, um, yeah, dude, yeah. what did you do for, like, treatment at the time? Like, how did you sort that out and go surfing I, again? Yeah, I got. I didn't surf the rest that day, but I got back to the beach and just tried to like stretch it out and and rest. I, yeah, there wasn't really anything I could do. I just kind of rested it. I feel like I probably should have kept moving because I like because I was in a bit of pain. I just sat down and I feel like it like stiffened up and got worse. Whereas if maybe I kept moving, it would have been sweet. But um, but it's like it sorted itself out. Like I had a rest day and then the next day it was still sore, but I was I was surfing the next day. 
So yeah, it was Mate, fine. But um, you surely yeah. got Shane though to throw a couple of massages in, like throw an elbow in at least, Shane. Oh my god, that would have been great, but no. <laughs> Oh, no, that you're gonna have to take it. I know, he mate. sucks. That is an J A I joke. <laughs> Jesus, I mate. When your lady's in trouble, yeah. you've got to come to the floor. He was probably just staring at uh, off distance. He was just, he was just in that. surf mode. Yeah. When Shane's surfing, he's surfing. You, yeah, you don't get much out of him. <laughs> I know. I but know. Um, it'd be either tiger shit just going, this is a swell of a decade, really. When you pretty think about much. It. Yeah, but nah, so yeah, that was like the first couple of days and then the last couple of days I really started to work the way out and that was where I was actually riding him for like a lot longer and it was really glassy the last couple of days too. I remember the like first wave where it felt really good and I didn't get barreled the whole way but you know how you're just sitting in that sweet spot and everything's kind of going right and it was just glassy and just like this beautiful peak out in front of me and I just rode it for like 200 metres and it There's was just, just no so effort sick. And, like, and you're just sitting in the pocket. No effort. You're just sitting there like wave pulls back and then, yeah, was that? Oh, that might have been. And then later on in the day I paddled back out and like got an, like a really big one. It was like the biggest pit I've ever sat in in my life. You could have fit like 10 of me in this thing, I swear. Just was really, really wide. I, I got some amazing visions, I tell you what. Like I'm trying to think of all the waves that I got and it was like that was probably a standout for me, that big pit. I didn't ride through it very long, but you know how like when you're sitting in the pit and the shock, he kind of lifts you up and you're like, I'm not going to make this, but somehow you just make it really, really far. That kind of happened to me. I was kind of just holding on, just riding through this thing for so long with no control, but it was pretty sweet. That's amazing. And then, yeah. Though, the last... like, are you talking a six to eight yeah. foot below sea level? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say you? eight. This one would have been a, this one would have been a six foot. I probably wouldn't go as far as saying eight, but. But like a backless Sally six footer running down the point. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I swear I couldn't see an exit either, but I was inside of it for so long. Oh, like it was God, mental. Insane. Man, I'm just yeah. like right now in my head. You you would have been in so many time portals. Like time did stand yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then the last day I finally like actually made a really good one. So between that really big pit and the one that like the longer one that I made, they're kind of my two standout waves. That long one I made on the last day was like, yep, I did it, tick. Like I sat in it for ages. It was glassy, barreled over me. It was so perfect. And I was like, yep, I got the hang of it now. So, But I was so gassed on the last day. Yeah, but I mean, you, that's been so such a major improvement, Lewis. If you've only just got back on the berg, or you've only taken it up, and you come on leaps and bounds, if you've you've done that over that whole session, like the world's best surfing that point break, it's not like it's just a walk. I know park. it's not an easy wave. Like it looks like a crazy wave. And I wanted to ask you, what did you change from the start of the trip to the end of the trip in regards to riding the wave? Um, I feel like at the start I was taking off and kind of getting too far to the bottom of the wave so when I tried to I guess hold rail and and drive I was at the bottom and I was losing speed I reckon that's what I was doing whereas towards the end of the trip I was taking off more on a 45 and trying to stay as high as possible so that I could keep that speed up and then yeah just trying to drive better because 
Like I've only been bodyboarding for like two years, not that long. And I don't do it that often because I'm always away at work. So it like every, I feel like every time I get back in the water, I'm relearning it. Um, so it's kind of tricky, but the week or like a couple of weeks before I went to Namibia, I went out at pipe, just small pipe and was just practicing holding rails. Like I just want to grab rail properly. I just want to, you know, start getting the hang of this properly. So I feel like that really helped. Like once I went to Namibia, I had that little bit of confidence behind me that, yeah, I can do it. I just, yeah, got to keep giving it a go. Yeah. Wow. Well, persistence is paying yeah. off. Eh? Persistence is yeah. really, really paying off. And so yeah. since um, you've come home, you've pretty much ticked off Skeldon Bay. I've seen you've been to Chopes. You've also done Shippies. You've definitely ventured down southwestern parts of WA um, with Shane and Kirby Brown and, and looking at a couple of, you know, desolate remote um, offshore bombies like, What's next? What's next on the bucket list for Cyclone Lucy? Because it's fucking cyclonic mm. at the moment, mate. You're going everywhere. I know. <laughs> I know. I haven't actually done the, like, yeah, we didn't go and look at any bombies with Kirby. We, he actually just took it, took us out fishing, which was pretty cool. But so that's one thing I want to do is I do want to get down to WA and go and, yeah, try and film some of these waves and look at them. Potentially surf. I don't know. Like nothing hectic, but if there's anything that I think I can kind of manage, like I'd love to give waves go, but um, yeah, like just, I've been getting right into it. And just having a, like an impact. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but yeah, <laughs> there's probably, there's a few other ways that Shane's kind of like brought to my attention that I might have a go at, but yeah, we'll see how we go. I, I just, I can't wait till I get better at bodyboarding. So I've got the confidence to actually, yeah, know that I can at least ride some of these waves, you know what I mean? Because at the moment it's just, yeah, I can paddle into him, but it's just a wipeout and maybe a cool vision. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. But, you know, you're only going to succeed through failure, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. You just got to keep doing it and do the same thing over and over again. And, again, as For I sure. said before, with your water skills, you'll be so sweet. But let's um let's let's touch on your trip to Chopes, Loops, uh, Loops because you, yeah. you just – Got to see some pretty wild shit over there and really got to see Shane paddle into what everyone's probably calling, if not himself, the wave of his life. Like, yeah. That was a pretty that stupid trip? one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing was insane. Like, oh, obviously I, I heard Brendo today, actually, Brendan Newton speaking in a Swelling podcast with um Jed and he was just saying um, – how pretty much you can't paddle into anything over 10 to 12 foot of chopes. After that, it almost becomes like unpaddleable, unpaddleable, if you know what I mean, just unpaddleable yeah, yeah. because of the water ripping up the face. Do you, you know, yeah. looking at Shane's one, it kind of just was, it, it just gets to a stage where it just is unpaddleable. Definitely, yeah. If, he was kind of, I feel like maybe kicking himself about that one. I've I mean, obviously, as you do, he's watched that wave over and over and, like, it looks like maybe there could have been a let in if he was, like, five to ten metres further in maybe. Like, there's there's a part of the wave that kind of looks more flat as opposed to, like, concave where you might have been able to get down the face. But, yeah, that's the thing about Shane. He'll, he'll, keep, he'll keep going. Like that wipeout won't stop him. He he wants that barrel. He wants to be sitting in that thing and make it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he if he ever gets 
you know, to that point. But he's he's got some amazing pits out at Chopes though that he's made that probably haven't even made it online. But um, yeah, I think that one hurt him. He was, and then he lost his board, and it was his favorite board, and he was just off it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty crazy to witness though. So I've actually so I've been to Chopes twice now. So that was the first swell that I went, and then I went again this year. And that swell last year was definitely better than this year. Like this year was just. I don't know, there was like a bit of a circus there as well this year, but the waves weren't anywhere near as good, nowhere near as heavy. I think that first year it was a lot more west as well, so it was yeah, yeah a lot more crazy. Was but, um, this the year that um, Nathan Florence kind of blew up? Was this a session, sorry, in regards to all the tow surfers and everyone kind of um, flew over there to try and tow yeah. tow came in undersized? Yeah, that was this year. So, yeah, it was kind of like... I don't know. It was, it, to be honest, it was almost embarrassing to watch because you, you look at so last year, the year where Shane got that crazy one, everyone that was paddling, well, pretty much there were only people paddling until it got too big, but they were all going so hard that year. Like they were, you know, wave for wave paddling these bombs and it was it was so amazing to watch and the skill level in those guys was just crazy. And then you fast forward to this year and it was like, yeah, there was guys like towing six footers, and it was just like I don't know. It was it was kind of embarrassing to watch when you're seeing guys going so hard the year before, and it was like, what happened? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Each to their own, I guess. Like, but yeah, no, it's it a real hard one. With that one. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's a it's a real tough one that topic, and I think um, it's going a lot more back to the kind of paddle, uh, you know, favor just because. It is a joke when you think about what can be done, you know, humanly possible. If you're not good enough to paddle that size and 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 it is possible and people are doing it around you, then just have a coconut in the channel, man, and just cruise. Yeah, you know what I mean? just, and there was a lot of people towing that, yeah, wouldn't have handled themselves in the lineup for sure. Yeah, and it does <laughs> so it's kind of like mate. it's – I get it and, like, it's super fun to, to yeah, get whipped into a choke fit, like epic, but – yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm not really one to talk on the topic, but as a, as it's someone standing from the sidelines, it was it was pretty cool to see the guys paddling hard the year before. Like it was amazing to watch. Definitely. I think like, um yeah. I, I was referring back to I didn't want to interrupt you, sorry, I just want to let everyone no, know yeah. that there is a crazy lag for us at the moment. So we're just trying to make sure we're finishing off sentences before not hopping on someone else's. But um, I remember watching um, Nathan Florence's clip of that session and he got a crazy one early in the morning before a lot of people got out there and it was a lot more west this one he got and it was just like that wrapping end bowl. And, yeah, the way you see yeah. people knife underneath it, you know, much like what Shane can do and, and Brendan Newton and just so many, all the Tahitian bodyboarders, um, Simon Thornton, you know, you can you know, just look back yeah. at Damien King out there and the skins comp, like you could just name so many people, even for the passing through clips. Um, yeah. And like, you know, Jake and Novi and Jace Finlay and all that were out there. Like when you see really good individuals honing their craft at a perfect slab, like it's, yeah. there's nothing better. For sure, Yeah. Totally. So psycho. And so that trip there, did that, those two times there at the end of the road, has that solidified your thought as that, that being like probably the best slab on the earth, like in, in regards to being perfect, accessible, just like deep channel, it's all there? 
Oh, it's pretty amazing for sure. I I don't even feel like I can make that call because it's like I haven't seen anywhere near as much as a lot of people have. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of reached the top in terms of I've already gone and seen Chopes and Chippies and haven't really been out and seen much else. So it's kind yeah, of like. You like skipped everything else. A lot, a lot of people just start at like, your minor beach and then maybe they might go to like Soldiers. Well, you know, yeah. here, like, here at Cronulla, like, you'll start at the alley and you'll move to Cronulla Point. You might go to the patch as it gets a bit suckier and then you'll progress out to the island, like, in your teens or whatever it is. Yeah. You're just going to go, yep, drop mic. I'm going to go to, like, these crazy <laughs> locations where, you know, professional athletes from all around the world are flocking yeah. to, to create content and to live off of free surfing lifestyle in some of the most dangerous situations um yeah. yeah and you're just doing it you know casually like you are flying helicopters so yeah pretty psycho Luz. like it's pretty psycho. <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i've become really desensitized too like we'll go to some of the waves down here on the south coast and it'll be like six to eight foot and i'm like oh yeah like this is sweet like i'm not you know, heart's not racing at all because I've just gone and filmed like massive ships. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. I, I know I'm so desensitized and I'm so lucky. Shane tries to tell me all the time, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he would know too. So, like, yeah, you know, growing up and, and having bodyboarding so young um, in his, his life from the, from the get go, it's yeah, it's just not like, but you know, it's amazing. And, and it's not like you're not making the most of it, it's not like you just. Turn sure. We um tell us about Chippies, eh? Like, and tell us about jumping off that back rock because um I saw a clip on Insta and I remember jumping off that back rock and and for people that want to get an aspect and understanding of like how much water is lapping up and down yeah, between sets sure. on that rock ledge, you should really go watch the video because it's um yeah it's a really cool it was really cool to see from the top and then when um it was a pull back version when you're about to jump in how yeah. much was sucking out yeah it was actually probably one of the most hectic days to like lose your virginity of jumping off rock ships hands to be honest but um yeah i like so i went to shippies again the year before and it's been a dream of mine since i was since i can remember since i was a little girl to just sit in the channel and watch ship stands like i've just been in awe of it forever and the first time I went down there, I shot it from land on the bigger day and I was just too scared to swim out because it's like it is pretty hectic, like the step off and stuff. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to ride that off. The day after when it was smaller, I paddled out and I lost my mind, but I was kind of just kicking myself that I didn't swim out on the big day to go watch. So anyway, this time, well, yeah, this swell kind of approached and like I caught wind of it and Shane wasn't really even that keen to go down. I was going to go down on my own. But eventually I managed to pull his leg and get him down there. But he didn't even surf. It it just wasn't a swell for bodyboarders or for paddling at all. It was just way too rogue. But anyway, it was cool to watch, I think, for him. But, um, yeah, so went down there and I was going to try and get a boat out, um, but there was only one boat going out and there wasn't any room on it. So I was kind of like a bit bummed that I wouldn't be able to sit in the channel and I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but um, I really wanted to swim it, like really, really wanted to swim it because I knew last time I just kicked myself for not swimming out. So anyway, on the walk-in I met a guy who you might know. He's a 
bit of an all-rounder in terms of surfing and bodyboarding. His name's Kyron Rathbone. And I met him on the walk-in, so he's from Tasmania, um, and he was a legend. We just hit it off straight away, and he was injured at the time, and I kind of told him I wanted to swim out, and he was like, well, I'm going to swim out with Axis Go with my phone, so, like, just come swim out with me. Like, we'll be sweet. So I was like, sweet, here's my golden ticket. So took advantage of it, and, yeah, we kind of got down there, and I, like, walked around the front of the rocks and seen where the step-off was and, like, took one look (laughs) and thought, if I watch this anymore, I'm going to wig out. So let's just go suit up. So yeah, went and suited up and I wore my five mil dive suit. So I didn't get cold, which was so perfect. It was, I was not cold once, which is so weird for me. I always freeze. But anyway, so um, yeah, suited up, went around the front with Kyron and he filmed me the whole time because he thought it was just ridiculous that I was coming with him. <laughs> and um, yeah, he kind of like, you had to like this day there was a lot of water washing up over the rock shelf like a lot so you kind of even had to time walking yeah around the front of the cliff sort of thing because otherwise you'd just get your legs taken out from underneath you so and because it was so big like generally you can kind of get away with jumping off not too far around the corner but we had to walk like a fair way to where it kind of wasn't breaking as much otherwise yeah it was going to be a bit worse so, yeah, he kind of, yeah, just helped me time it and we timed it really well and got down. You have to kind of jump down a few little ledges to get to the edge of where you jump in and you have to time that really well because if you jump down and then waves come, it, you can't get back up very easily. Like it's you go climb back up. So you kind of have to really time that and I was just lucky that I had Kyron with me like, yeah telling me I was sweet and yeah we kind of made the decisions together and got down to the edge and yeah as the wave because you kind of have to wait for the wave to like come up and meet you and then you jump on it and then yeah kind of go down because it sucks away like you know 10 meters almost um, underneath you off the rock shelf so anyway we waited for it to come up and got the three two one jump and Kyron jumped and like made it over the surge and the surge just pushed me up and pushed me back onto the ledge behind me. Kind of gathered my feet and like looked at Kyron in the water and I was on this rock shelf of death and I was like, fuck, I've got to get in the water. So I jumped back down and like, yeah, managed to just meet this one little surge, jumped in and like yeah, it was it was probably the wildest thing I'd done in the water at the time. I was peak him but at the same time I was having so much fun so I was kind of like the hard bit over and then yeah swam around got to the channel and it was like it was freaking big it was the biggest shippies I well obviously the biggest shippies I'd ever seen but it was mental and to film it and sit in the channel was such a wig out because like you're looking through the viewfinder at what you're filming and you're like get fucked no way that's coming at me and you kind of have a look and you're like oh my god like it was just so nuts. It was massive. And none of my footage was any is, good. Like, um, great very... memories, but I'll... what's that? No, oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, like, it's a very, very confronting wave as it just grows and grows Absolutely. down the line. And it's, yeah, it's a very, um, it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's honestly like yeah. one of the seven wonders of the world when you really think about it. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah, it was a proper big day. I remember, like, getting to the channel and all of the guys on the boat were like, oh, hey, like, you tried to get on the boat. Now you swam out. Like, good on you. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I remember the guys on the boat too. They were like, how are you going to get in? I was like, I don't know. I'll think about that later because oh, yeah, getting in say, on those big reckon, days. 
that's the hardest man like oh, oh i is. felt to get out yeah. most certainly confronting don't get me wrong like you got a time yeah. and you're right when you come around that little skinny bit at the top like a bottleneck it's like scoot and boot before the sets come but um getting in on those like crazy yeah huge boulders like covered in kelp and moss yeah. and, and all the shit it was just like if you didn't tie on one of those surges, yeah, like you could just get impaled on one of those rocks pretty easy, eh? Definitely. And when it's a bit bigger, like I don't know how big it was when you were there, but when it's a bit bigger, you can't like come in to the like the left behind the wave. You've got to go right into the bay because there's yeah, just so much white water. Yeah. Yeah. And you've just got yep. huge streams of white water. And then if you miss time yep. coming into the bay and go too far down, you're fucked. You've got to hug you in. Get sucked. Yeah, you get sucked yeah. back out because so much water's ripping yeah. into that bay. It just keeps going yeah. straight back out. And most swells are southwest, obviously. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to just naturally flowing that, um, following that pathway. It's so, it's yeah. it, it's a pretty wild and raw and unique place when you think there's killer whales being sighted in the lineup. There's like dugongs. Yeah. There's just like, you know deep dark southern ocean energy that just cannot be seen really anywhere else like it, tasmania is yeah, so fucking unique like anyone who goes there n- never says a bad word about tasmania no nah, i love it down there i actually worked when i was 18 so i got my chopper license when i was 18 and then my first job i actually worked as a ground crew um and we helped Pretty much, I helped build the walking track that goes down into Shippy. So we used to we'd sling in the gravel and the the rocks and stuff to build the track, and I'd receive the loads, like and rig loads and stuff. So it was it's actually pretty cool for the fact that you know I helped those chairs on the walk in. Like I can remember flying those in, and so it's pretty sweet to come back there and like get in the water and and do this. Yeah, have this amazing experience and have that yeah. little bit of so connection to it as well for that for that infrastructure. Oh, not me uh, specifically, but yeah, I I was the ground crew to receive the loads from the helicopter. So yeah, that was that was me. <laughs> That's sick. That's such sweet. a cool yeah. yeah unique part of a day. And then that is like the history yeah. of the wave too, because yeah, without that, like I mean, you can obviously get a boat or whatever out there, but that walk is pretty iconic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I always, it's got like a little piece of my heart whenever I go there. I'm kind of like, oh, I remember when I did this here and this is where the chopper landed and blah, blah, blah. Hear me yes. chirping away. But um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, anyway. That fellas, um, sorry to interrupt you. Have you been to that fellas sauna okay. um, up in the. Uh, I haven't. No, um, I've heard about it. I've never been there. I've heard it's pretty sweet, though. Oh, it's actually really, really, really good. We we stayed there one time and we we're just doing a trip around Tassie. Um, we just wanted to go walk out and check the bath. There was no waves now. That was just, you know, mm. traveling around. And um, you can just perch up in your van there, any sort of setup, troopy, whatever. And um, I think it was like fifteen bucks a night. And uh, yeah, you just perch up. You've got like your toilets, and then that sauna is built. Man, it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty legit. Like he did a good job. The man's yeah. good with his hands. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it. It's, it's pretty sweet. Should hit it up yeah. one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. And he's also got um a huge collection of whale bones up there. I stayed one time in the house. Oh uh, wow. Built up there. Yeah, and he's got this huge like collection of I don't know how many whale vertebrae, but he's just got them strung up. And I was just like checking them wow. out, going, 
yeah, you think about our vertebrae, and then you think about whale vertebrae, and just the yeah, the size. It was almost like playing like a big oversized um, xylophone. Wow, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Trippy as actually, he's a he's. I can't. Remember, I don't know if he's still there, but um, like if the, he still manages it and runs it. But he's just you know one of those fellows that could just build you something on demand. Like if you ask him, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'll probably whack that up. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> I feel like there's there's so many people in Tassie like that. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, so hands-on, so just like get <laughs> yeah. it done. They're wilderness crazy. How good's going up the top of um, Mount, um, what's the one overlooking Hobart there? Mount Wellington? Mount Wellington, yeah. yeah. Man, that up the yeah. top there, that view, you get that on a, we had it on one of our last days there this year visiting my brother's place down there in Hobart and um, we just went down there for a week and cruised with them and they obviously wanted to give us a bit of a locals of, experience and then they didn't want to come up to the top now because they've done it so many times but they said i'll oh, just go up there when you get a clear day and the yeah the panoramic views are just ridiculous like it's yeah it's, it's beautiful <clears throat> yeah and the dense forestry yeah. as you're coming up and the different ecosystems as you're coming up the mountain like as the altitude rises and you can just see like mm. you know down the bottom it's a lot more dense and humid and then you're getting up it's a bit more sparsely kind of and then you get to the top and it's just like shrubbery and more harsh and kind of like you know alpine vegetation it's it's so cool to see tasmania is is epic like so green in some areas and so dry and arid in others from that you know kind of western eastern facing whatever side you're on when you get those um rain squalls coming on like the west coast receiving so much rain and the east coast is getting starved of it like it's it's fascinating Mm. place I know I've, I've ranted on about it for the last five minutes, but I, I could live there in a half. <laughs> you love it, don't you? <laughs> oh, mate, yeah. it's, so, it's something about it. And it's so clean. Like they always say that like it's got it the cleanest yeah. air and um, water obviously being from, you know, no other landmass really around it, like in that just Antarctica. Yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. It, that That year I spent down there working, it was probably one of the best jobs I've ever had. It was it was really sweet. Like I get flown out in a chopper to this remote spot and then I pretty much get to walk around on my own all day and receive loads from the helicopter and have lunch, have a cup of tea. Like, yeah, it was so sweet. And the views, like, yeah, it was so nice. Did you um, end up going like Southwest or like on that West coast side? Cause there's some pretty remote places. Yeah. Nah, I've never been over there. Yeah. I've never been over there, but. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. It'd be really oh, cool man. to go see. Yeah, I would love yeah. to charter like a, a boat there or if you could just, yeah, like, probably a boat. Helicopter. Yeah, a helicopter, <laughs> honestly. Like, it depends what kind of budget you have. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, wow. Like, how much is it to fly per hour, like fuel-wise, for you just in an average helicopter? Oh, honestly, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't do any sort of quotes or anything like that. I have no idea. I feel like. The kind of helicopters I fly probably go out at a couple of grand an hour, but it could be more, it could be less. I'm not really sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, been that long yeah. since I've written up a quote and done that, but yeah. No there should be big operational costs, like the servicing and maintaining on them yeah. would have to be crazy. That's, that's the biggest cost. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The biggest cost is definitely maintenance for sure. Have you ever had a moment when you're up there and like, you know, you've just seen something out of date and you're just like, 
Black Hawk Down, we've got a Black Hawk Down. You just <laughs> straight to the ground. Not quite. Nah, the company I work for are pretty good with their maintenance. We've you've got like maintenance schedules and stuff, so yeah, and everything's kind of kept on top of. Nah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's sick, man. That's sick. That's sick. Oh, and yeah. I forgot to um ask you what what setup are you running? Like, what is your burger choice at the moment? My bodyboard of choice. Okay, so. My bodyboard of choice is any of Shane's bodyboards that he doesn't want to ride. Um, I can't really comment on the shape or what it is because I know nothing about Bergen really. But um, he rides Pride bodyboards, so I think I think it's a Royal Flush, maybe. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and well, I mean, I just broke the one that I've been riding, so I don't know what I'm going to ride now. It's sweet yeah. to go left on, but. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon you're probably best to upgrade. I reckon there's something waiting in um, Shane's closet, surely, that's got your name written all over it. I reckon um, you should definitely try something that is completely different to the last one you had. Just mix it up. Do you know what I mean? Try yeah, and get something I, I feel like I need something maybe a little bit shorter because I reckon – I reckon when I'm kicking onto a wave, I, my legs aren't quite in the water enough or I, maybe I'm just a retard, but I reckon something just a tiny little bit smaller for me would be a bit better because Shane's torso is quite long, whereas mine's quite short. I've got really long legs though. So, yep. yeah, maybe something just a tad shorter might be a little different, but I'm I'm getting the hang of Shane's board, like I'm working it out. But, um, yeah, it's well, look, obviously not made for me. Board- so is better to learn on in regards to just mass. But you've got to remember True. the wave you're kind of riding them in are waves you don't need really a lot of, like, mass and size with your boards. You do probably want a smaller board suited to your body type because, you know, the theory is usually the bigger the wave with a body board, not the smaller you go, but kind of like you you, you wouldn't go any larger than your normal size because you want to be able yeah, to. okay you know, quickly maneuver that board and you don't need to generate speed where when you're in small yeah. waves, you have a bigger board to generate the pace because you've just got more yeah. rail in the water and blah, blah, blah. Makes so, sense. Yeah, you could be onto something there, eh? Just pulling back like an inch or so and, and seeing how that goes. What what is Shane? Like I don't want to nail you with details, but he'd be riding what, like a 42 or something or like 41.5? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it's a 42. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So if you drop back to like a forty-one, and and man, there's some there's some different things out there. Yeah, you should just write. Like I'm, I know I'm getting, I'm going on about this, but you should definitely write a couple of different boards too. Like it's Mm. the reason I'm saying it is because it made my experience recently from changing it up from what I used to have all the time and just being so fucking boring with the same crazy clip rail and channels and not like really experimenting. You know, you, you miss out on so many years of possible good bodyboarding where yeah, you just stuck with the same fucking setup. Like you could find something that pulls you in at the moment after you've just been surfing these last quick, like couple of sessions or yeah. months and just clicks with you and you're like, oh, that was something that was a key thing that was missing and now my enjoyment level has gone to another 20%. Yeah, true. I should, yeah, I'll try and borrow it. Maybe, I think maybe Sophie might ride something a little bit smaller than Shane, so can try and oh, link yeah, that true. up maybe borrow one of her boards yeah give that a yeah, go yeah so i've had a pretty sick um little trip over to to java eh? that looked amazing over there yeah looked pretty sweet looks like they got some fun waves over there 
Yeah. For sure. I would have loved to gone over that trip just to like be over mm. like in Java at that place. Like that, those two waves, they look, they look, they look so much fun just to hang out at, just to be there and just like mind For surf. Sure. You don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. You can just kind of cruise there. That's the best. Yeah. So perched up. Like it is good to travel sometimes and put in the hours, but there is like those places where you just go. I think that's why Bali and like Uluwatu and a lot of places like that have such a um, a draw card when it comes to travel because the waves tick then so many other boxes around what like a holiday should be. You know what I mean? Where like Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you go on the holiday to go surf shippies or chopes, like but chopes you kinda get it in, but it's more like, you know, it's it's a rural town. It's not like you're staying in like five star resorts or something it's, like that. So Yeah, no, Chopes is kind of a hard one. Like the food over there's not great. Um like pretty much I feel like I'm malnourished when I go over there because you get up you swim out because, like, if you want to get out there before everyone else, you kind of swim out in the dark. You get out there, you don't eat all day. You come in, you maybe have, like, a quick bite to eat, but it's so hot that you just don't really feel like eating anyway. And then you go back out for an afternoon surf. By the time you get in, the shop's closed so you don't get dinner. It's just I feel like you're really, like, hustling over there. Whereas, like, this last trip to Namibia, the, the food was, like, really good in terms of, like, seafood and stuff and, like, I felt like we ate so much. It was so good. It's just good and to have nutrition. Yeah, and burning it off, man. All the energy you would have burned. Yeah. Up the beach, like, Jesus. It kills you. I didn't do anywhere near as much as, all, like, everybody else, but I was so cooked. You don't realise how much it takes it out of you because you kind of – when you paddle out, you're kind of paddling against the current constantly to at least hold a little bit of ground because, like, the water just sucks you down the point as soon as you get out. So you're constantly paddling and then you surf and then you're constantly paddling and then you come in and then you've got to walk, like, a kilometre and a half to two kilometres back up the beach and then you do it all over again. Like, it takes it out of you, hey. Like, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Oh, for sure. And then, like, the cold water and just, like, the – just a it's cold and then hot as well. Out. Like you get out and it's – well, it's not hot out of the water but just because you're moving, you're like – you almost feel like taking your wetsuit off and then you get back in the water and it's freezing cold again. It's – yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, the fluctuation in temperature is such a harsh thing for the body to constantly go through yeah. and regulate it. Like you know, we don't realise how much energy our, our body uses just regulating our temperature in those, in those places, eh? Yeah, for sure. Psycho man. Well, yeah, um, Luce, I just want to thank you so much for sharing all your adventures on the potty, eh? Like that was such an epic yarn and some of the shit you've been doing is so, so wild. And I hope you keep on searching um, for a few more time portals, eh? Like keep your cone tally. Cheers. Ticking away, Luce. Like it's sick, eh? You're living an epic lifestyle and, um, yeah, it's been such an honour to have you on. Cheers. Thanks so much. It's yeah, it's been been great to be on. I was a little bit shocked when you asked me to come on the podcast. I was like, what am I gonna talk about? But <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's been, no, it's been good. Yeah, man. No, honestly, when when I um I thought about it a while back ago, I can't don't know if you remember, but I shared one of your um clips that you, you dropped. Yeah, um, I do remember that. Yeah, and I was like really back in it because I was like, Oh, it just reminds me of what bodyboarding, you know, and good times in the ocean really is. It's not about trying to get yourself up in lights or trying to be like some sort of insta-famous individual. It's like just going out and living and breathing and laughing with mates and just, you know, 
doing Absolutely. cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um yeah, it's for sure. Epic to see that you continued on with it and you've got the right partner there in Shane Ackerman to keep going. So um yeah, yeah. hats off you. Doff of the cap, Lucy, doff of the cap. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> All right, mate, keep well, we'll speak soon. Honey, you know I